Want to be a part of the conversation? Then let us know on the TNT Radio interactive live chat room at tntradio.live. Lighting the fuse for freedom. Today's news talk, TNT Radio. This is the Chris Smith Show on today's news talk, TNT Radio. G'day, g'day. Welcome to the program. Welcome to TNT. Good to have your company. Now, I've just had a few emails from listeners saying, are oh, you back? It's good to hear. So am I. I wasn't with you yesterday. And a few people saying, uh, how long have you been on for? This is only day two of 2024 for myself. I've had a lovely break, put on a bit of weight, tried to pretend I'm still on holidays by keeping a bit of the 12-day growth on my face. I guess it's got to go over the weekend. A lot of people saying I'd better do it. Um, but if you've just joined us and you've only just realised that the world is continuing and that news is still breaking, welcome along. It is fantastic to have your company. Uh, no more digression. We are at full steam ahead in this particular edition. Now, with the release of these 180-odd further court documents related to Jeffrey Epstein, I wanted to take a closer look inside what has been released, the names in particular that have been mentioned. Now, this is not a client list. We're still waiting on a client list, but I have this funny feeling that the truth won't come out, that we won't be able to see a transparent view of what Jeffrey Epstein got up to, despite the fact that he no longer exists. Work that one out. But I wanted to have on the program someone who's been looking at this very, very closely for quite some time, and that is Lynn Shaw, founder and president of Lynn's Warriors, as you know, uh, often a commentator on this radio station and often hosting uh, various segments. Now, she is committed, as you know, to ending human slavery and the sexual exploitation of children. Lynn will unpack for us what we have heard mentioned in these court documents over the past 24 hours. She's now digested that. We'll also discuss the latest on the Democrats' attempts to take out Donald J. Trump. It doesn't end. It doesn't end. There's still more, this time out of Congress. Former Army Intelligence Officer Shane Healy will be with us in this program. Now, Shane has been looking very closely at what's happening in Gaza, and you have probably noticed the same thing if you've taken any notice of what's been going on in the first five days of 2024. That is, the war is now being fought outside of the Gaza Strip, not just inside. And that includes Beirut, uh, overnight the West Bank, and there's some infighting being reported by Al Jazeera today uh, between various cabinet members in the Israeli government. We'll talk about all of that with Shane Healy. Uh, the world's most powerful tech event in the world called CES gets underway next Tuesday in Las Vegas. And our own cyber and technological commentator, Alex Zaharoff Royt, is jetting over this weekend to. Las Vegas. He'll be there. He might be on the roulette wheel over the weekend, but he'll be there on Tuesday. And we'll get him on this hour on the program to talk about what he has heard will be released. Some of the big stories, some of the leaks that are coming out of the CES in terms of AI and in terms of the year ahead. It will be a massive year for technology. And of course, very AI obsessed. 
From down under today, for the very first time for 2024, a family favourite, the New South Wales Libertarian Warrior himself, John Ruddick, MLC. We'll talk about why baby boomers are paying and suffering the most during this particular downturn in the economy. Um, And I understand, too, this is one of these policy ideas that are run in the off time of the year, during summer, primarily, by government to try and ascertain whether what they're planning might work. Well, there's been a leak to one of the major newspapers in Australia about the idea that baby boomers will be paying much more to look after themselves in aged care. Now, aged care is a bit of a mixed bag. It's a a real spaghetti plate of complex scenarios. You can be uh, supported by government depending on your uh, asset uh, test. You can be wholly and solely paying for uh, upmarket aged care yourself. It depends on the individual. However, what the government is trying to do is making sure that those who have looked after themselves through superannuation have the money to burn pay more for their own aged care. My first reaction to that would be typical labour. Let's let's try and get those who have looked after themselves, who have invested in their own future, let's try and take some of that money away from them. I don't think this will go down well at all, but we'll talk to John Ruddick about all of that. And of course, we have the talkback lines made for you to have your say, to express your opinion. There is no ceiling on opinion on this particular radio network, and there's no ceiling on opinion on this program. You can dial in from the US or Canada on 1-888-201-6425. You can do so from the UK, 033-0024-1026, and from Australia or New Zealand, 1-800-670-310. Jump on those talkback lines. I'd love to hear what you've got to say. You're with Chris Smith, broadcasting live. We are on the global news talk network, TNT. From beach towels to tea towels, and from mugs to water bottles, the TNT shop has it all. Browse our shop now at tntradio.live. You know, there are so many holes in the evangelism of climate change theory, and I often raise these issues on this program. Almost as many holes or should I say canyons, in the absurd overspending by Western governments on ways to cut back on carbon dioxide. Canyons, more appropriate. But of course, many conservative politicians have sniffed out where their popularity lies, where their votes might be found in this same holy evangelism. No, yes, pun intended. Uh, But haven't you ever wondered why many of those senior politicians in the countries where you live have, say, five, ten years ago, despised all of this theoretical nonsense surrounding climate change, especially despised the amount of ridiculous money being spent on stopping the emission of carbon dioxide when, you know, your average consumer ends up being paying power bills to the to the nth degree. Have you ever wondered why they all of a sudden changed their tune in recent years and have become a great supporter of net zero? I wonder why. I wonder whether they're being influenced in any way. Well, according to the sceptic team in the UK, your suspicions are well-founded. 
How's this? Almost half the Conservative Party's backbench MPs in the British Parliament, Conservative Party, belong to a caucus promoting extreme net zero ideas that's funded by a group of green billionaire foundations. That's right. All those foundations that would normally give to Greens groups, no, no, no. They have now decided they need to get Conservatives on board and they're putting money into funds connected to these Conservative groups. This week, the sceptic revealed that the Tory lobby group, the Conservative Environment Network, CEN, receives over 80% of its funding from the European Climate Foundation, Rockefeller Philanthropy Advisors, Oak Foundation, WWF UK and Clean Air Fund. There's your explanation as to why some Tory politicians convert so quickly, because green billionaires and their mega bucks conveniently change minds. That tends to happen, especially in politics. The CEN has over 150 MPs and peers in its parliamentary caucus, over 500 local councillors, along with international signatories numbering 300 legislators from 45 countries in its huge church. That is one very influential organisation. Now, the sceptic claims that the billionaire-funded operation is said to support a network of net-zero conservative champions. The author of the report appeared on GB News two nights ago. Chris Morrison told Nigel Farage that there's nothing illegal about the group, but money speaks the green language of net zero. We've been looking into many of the people who fund many of these organisations, uh, uh, people who seek to influence journalists, academics, uh, politicians. And we found that they, the, this, the Conservative uh, Environment Network, CEN, is funded by the usual suspects, if you can call it that. We have the European Climate Fund, which is uh, funded partly by Sir Christopher Holm, the Children's Investment Fund, who funds, of course, uh, Extinction Rebellion. Uh, we have the Clean Air Fund. It's another fund that Holm puts his money into and also supported by Mike Bloomberg. So the money going into Extinction Rebellion also goes to the Conservatives nowadays. Can you believe this? Now, as for Bloomberg, this would be the very same Michael Bloomberg who was the mayor of New York City, the same Michael Bloomberg who became a COVID-19 vaccine funder and has publicly stated he wanted to finish the job on coal. It's okay for him. You see, it doesn't matter how much power costs for him. It does for all of us, though. He writes so many checks for green causes, Bloomberg. He's probably got RSI. And there he is shaping the Tory party's newfound fear of global boiling. Bloomberg funds C40 as well to the tune of £45 million. Now, C40 is the Global Committee of Mayors who hate cars in cities, as you know. They want an overall reduction of 30% cars on the road. Great. And they have successfully but undemocratically pushed for 20 mile an hour speed limits in various parts of England. And these are the suspects many conservatives are now getting into bed with. So you therefore have to wonder how the likes of Bloomberg and his jolly green men, I wonder whether they're funding certain Republicans in the United States. Makes sense, doesn't it? Uh, there would be a link, and hopefully that is the next assignment from the team at The Skeptic. But it's hard not to find the clues. Now, you go back, uh, let's go back four months ago and have a listen to 
one of the last interviews done by Bill Gates, another global boiling billionaire donor. Gates spoke to a New York Times event about how valuable Republican climate change supporters were. Republicans for climate change action are, are gold. Uh, you know, that's got to be a number that somehow uh, we managed to increase over time. They're gold. And there's your clue. He said the number of Republicans convinced of climate change has got to be a number that we managed to increase over time. We managed to increase over time. We. Now, that sounds like he and his band of jolly green billionaires might want to influence the number of Republicans on board with global boiling. As MNBC reported at the time, when Gates interacts with philanthropists who are investing in climate, he encourages those who have relationships with Republicans to work with them, to try to increase their commitment to climate. He said he thought that's extremely valuable, working with them. I wonder what that means. Does that mean have a cup of tea, talk to them about how we're boiling to death or funding them like they do to Tory politicians in the UK so as to change the balance of power in spending to pretend that they can arrest global boiling. You wouldn't put it past them, would you? If they can go to the UK and fund a conservative environmental network like CEN, why wouldn't they do it to those who are far more centred in the Republican movement? Wouldn't you love to know the truth behind that? Although, if you don't think the likes of Gates and Bloomberg already pay certain centre-aligned Republican politicians big money to drive climate spending in Congress, I'm sorry, but you believe in fairies at the bottom of the garden. This is TNT. TNT Radio's Hervoy Morich. Approximately 650,000 Ukrainian men aged 18 to 60 have left Ukraine for Europe since the start of the war. It's a tough spot if your country is being invaded. Uh, that's one thing, and you're a, a male and a citizen. Um, but you know, if the war, if it's a globalist war, I, I wouldn't want to participate <laughs> in these banker globalist wars. And most of them just uh, are. Pervoy Morich on today's News Talk Radio TNT. When you can point me to an industry, to a platform that reaches 250 million people a month, virtually nine out of ten. Americans. That's real. That's substantive. That's important. And that reach and that touch point and that daily reinforcement, it's an amazing place to be able to communicate messages. That's massive. To find out more, go to tntradio.live. It sounds pretty good. It, it sounds like, real, it's dude. Not bad, huh? This is today's News Talk Radio, TNT. It is good to have your company. Now, let's go back to 2019. That's when American financier Jeffrey Epstein was arrested on sex trafficking charges, but according to official records, died by suicide in prison before he could face trial. Now, this week, a US judge ordered the release of hundreds of pages of court documents, not a client list, but still court documents that we have not seen, revealing the names of more than 150 people associated with Epstein. What do these documents really tell us? And will this scrutiny help eradicate a certain degree of organised pedophilia at the top? 
Well, my next guest will provide some answers to those questions. Lynn Shaw is founder and president of Lynn's Warriors, a nonpartisan and nonprofit organization committed to ending human slavery and sexual exploitation. She's the vice president of Lionel Nation, a multi-digital political and entertainment platform created by media and legal analyst Lionel via his YouTube, website, music, performance, and publishing endeavors. Lynn joins us live from New York City. Lynn Shaw, welcome back to TNT. Thank you, Chris, and Happy New Year to you. And thank you for always wanting to cover these critical and crucial topics uh, here on today's News Talk TNT. We have a lot to talk about. Let's go. Yeah, let's do it. Has the Epstein document release been useful? And has it told us a little bit more than what we already knew? Chris, so far, I don't think we're learning much of anything. It is pretty much we knew we heard these names before, whether it's Trump, whether it's, uh, you know, Bill Clinton. I'm finding it so far. This is me, Chris. Not that interesting. Mm -hmm. I'm waiting for the next trove of documents to be released uh, to see what they say. But what I'm really waiting for, Chris, working with exploitation trafficking, where is the actual evidence? Now, I'm not a lawyer. I am married to a lawyer. But. I want to see those videotapes. I want to hear those recordings. That's what I'm waiting for, the actual evidence. Right now, it's just a lot of, well, Bill Clinton likes some young. To me, that means nothing. We need the hard proof. We need more facts. Yeah, in many ways, what I've read of what was released, it sounds like it's just a little bit of gossip. Have we learned anything more about the methodology of... Um, Maxwell and Epstein and the way they ran their, you know, ran their empire? Chris, I really don't think so. Uh -huh. I think it's been all out there. You you use the word gossip. I like that. That's the way I've been thinking about this all day. While everybody is covering this nonstop, talking about it. You know what, Chris, in my imaginary uh, Lynn's Warriors world, you know what I would love? That some of this focus and energy was taken and put onto our border issues, where we have right now the largest human trafficker is the United States government complicit with the criminal cartels in moving hundreds of thousands of people. People don't seem that interested in that. It's all about Jeffrey Epstein. And you know what? I still ask, why is Ghislaine Maxwell the only one in jail right now? There should be a whole slew of people complicit in these operations, uh, you know, in jail. But, and don't take this the wrong way, the Jeffrey Epstein, that entire endeavor, that entire criminality, small potatoes, Chris, to what I am witnessing, working on, and seeing on our U.S. borders going on right before our eyes with the human trafficking. Yeah, this idea that uh, a Democrat administration needs to be soft and cuddly and warm and wet for those people who want a better life doesn't take into effect the damage that is being done to so many who are trafficked. It, it's the, the worst hypocrisy ever. But you know what, Chris? And everybody knows it. We we all know it's bad. We all know it's wrong. And I also do a lot of work in Washington, D.C. Both sides, Chris, are responsible right now. Republicans mm -hmm. and Democrats are responsible for not shutting this down, for not ending this. I don't want to see these visuals I saw today that 60 of our GOP traveled down to the border for a couple of sound bites and visuals. They are not helping the people. Who's talking about the 500,000 people? Now, remember, these numbers are what we know. 
the, the numbers are always higher uh, with this crime in particular. It is kept in the dark, believe it or not. Uh, it, although it's visually, we're seeing things right in front of us, mm. but 500,000 people alone came through the Darien Gap, the most dangerous terrain connecting Central America to America, a 60 mile hike, no roads, the cartels take over. We have reports of, I, I can't even begin to tell you of, of the rapes, of the kidnappings, of the arms trafficking, we're not only talking human trafficking, we have to remember, we're talking about the drug trafficking. We're talking about the arms trafficking. Nobody, Chris, is touching upon that one. Mm. I work with Border Patrol in Texas, and they're telling me all of the weapons coming over the borders being brought onto American soil. This, to me, is not only a national security risk, it's an international security risk. Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt. Back to Epstein, the fact that we've now got access to these 180 semi-innocuous documents. Does that take us a step further to getting hold of the recordings, the videos, the evidence that you were mentioning there, and maybe even the definitive client list? I'm not so, you know what, I'm not that concerned ever with the client list. I'll tell you why. Chris, I live in New York City. I used to see Jeffrey Epstein walking around, going in and out of department stores. Everybody kind of, I didn't know him, but everybody knew he was around. He was visible. A lot of people associated with him went to his dinner parties, traveled with him because let's face it, Chris, when there's money, right? Thoughts of money, people like to be near this wealth yep. or they want the money for their organizations or for their film project, for this to, to open their modeling agencies. Everybody was was going around Jeffrey Epstein. He was the, the toast of the town. I mean, you have people like Madonna, you know, Katie Couric, you know, at the time was on NBC News. They were all going to these dinner parties. Now, that doesn't make them complicit. They just wanted to hang out and be around wealth and and be part of the gang, I guess, in New York City. What I think is, why haven't we heard more? Why aren't more people asking, Chris, where is that hard evidence? Where are those tapes? Who has those tapes? Even uh, Jeffrey Epstein's brother, Mark Epstein, has been trying to get records. He can't even get the records on his brother's, well, supposed suicide, not even as next of kin. So that's what I'm really very stuck on, Chris. Who is holding these tapes, these actual records? I don't want to just keep reading about Bill Clinton and this one and that one. To me, it's nonsense, gossip, like you said, we need the evidence, and the evidence is there, and somebody's got it. Yeah, of course they have. January is National Human Trafficking Prevention Month in the US. Why does the Biden administration allow this ridiculous open slather approach to borders, given what we have just discussed, and the outrageous trafficking and abuse of women, of children, and of course of drugs and weapons? The Biden administration, Chris, when they were taking over an office coming out of the Trump administration, which was very, you know, let's work on this human trafficking. Let's put monies and resources into groups and organizations that were never funded before. See, everybody forgets about that a few short years ago. There were tremendous strides actually being made in America. Nobody wants to talk about it. I'll always talk about it because I witnessed it and I was there. I know what went on. We're about facts and truths. That's the truth about the Donald Trump administration. So now fast forward, as the Biden administration came in, I was told, Lynn, the only thing they're, they're, they're concerned with with trafficking is labor trafficking of the immigrants. Now, I, of course, Chris, call them illegal aliens, but that's what this administration, I was told from the get-go, this is what they don't care about anything else. And of course, I ask, why? Why not? After all, 
All of these issues are supposed to be bipartisan. This is a human humanitarian crisis. These are human rights abuses. They are just not interested. They lie to our face about repeated issues. They just don't care. It sounds yeah. terrible. The bottom line is they just don't care. Chris, there are many different thoughts that they are trying to, you know, uh, bring these people in to vote for the next election yes. or just to, you know, erase white people, all kinds of things floating around. I actually think, in my opinion, they just want total destruction, disruption of America, destroy the family, destroy what we know mm. as America. I think that's the only thing I can think of because this is evil, what is happening. Yeah, and this, this is the border. result of those policies. This is the result of those policies. There's no guessing what the outcomes are. And if you're looking at human rights, if you're looking at a humanitarian mission, the mission should be to to put stringent scrutiny on those borders so you don't have the outrageous trafficking and abuse of so many people who can't defend themselves. That's that's what a humanitarian decision would involve. It wouldn't mean, oh, you instantly have an open slather policy with borders because it's working against their humanitarian mission. Chris, it's really the biggest joke. I mean, we have right here in New York, we have the United Nations. I refuse to participate uh, in the last couple of years with anything to do with them because they talk about all of this and how horrible it is and we're going to help people and they do nothing, nothing. okay? Nothing at all. Then we have the Biden administration and all the people surrounding it. You think at least, Chris, women, women in the administration, mothers, grandmothers, family members who, you know, have have uh, children or whatever would come together. You think people would actually take to the streets and march and say, we can't have this. These are let, let's just focus right now, Chris, on children. The last count I got this morning, again, the numbers are always higher. We know about over 300,000 children unaccompanied have entered into the United States. Now, I ask you, these are children, minors. Call me wacky, Chris, but I thought anything to do with kids was against the law. You know, minors, as far as, you know, getting kids to uh, carry drugs, getting kids, uh, you know, kids are raped along the way. Uh, the Border Patrol, big, strong men, Chris, saying to me with tears in their eyes, you have no idea, these children, these children, because we have no patrol at the border. They're basically just processing. In San Diego, in California alone, they are so overwhelmed. You know, we forget about San Diego. We talk about Texas and Arizona a yeah. lot. San Diego has become the new hotspot. And they're just saying, come on in, go find the bus somewhere. They're not even processing people. Where are all these people going? Well, we always hear about the big cities, but I have news for everybody. They are spreading out all throughout the country, all over. They will be in your neighborhood soon. As far as the Biden administration, and it goes not only the administration. I want to make a point, Chris. I am blaming both Republicans and Democrats right now. This needs to be solved. The only answer for this is putting up that wall, return to Mexico. Let's get back to some of those Trump policies and end this that they're allowing children, just break it down to the children. It is disgusting, abhorrent, and I can't figure out, again, why more people aren't screaming about all this and yeah. raising the flag and saying, we will not tolerate this. Spot on, because this so-called humanitarian policy is anti-humanitarian. I want to take a quick break. I've got to get to some news, Lynn, but I'll be back with you, and I want to explore some related issues, including 
what's been going on with Donald Trump in the last 48 hours. We'll do that with Lynn Shaw right after a news break on TNT. Check this out. News Talk Radio. TNT Radio News. Matt Boyland here with a look at your TNT headlines. The US is now accusing Russia of teaming up with North Korea, claiming the two countries are now arming each other. A 17-year-old boy has gone on a shooting rampage at a high school in the US. A second batch of previously sealed court documents pertaining to dead pedophile Jeffrey Epstein have been released. And the number of people missing in Japan following New Year's Day's devastating earthquake has jumped to 242, while the official death toll nears 100. The common housefly. Caught in the clutches of the spider's web. Every move it makes just makes matters worse. Then, dinner time. Feast on the captivating stories, videos, and helpful information on our website. Whoa. Dinner's ready. Oh, man. Escape is futile. Just one more video. Get stuck in our web. TNT Radio. Live. Lynn Shaw is founder and president of Lynn's Warriors. I want to continue in this vein. According to Michigan State Police deputies and the Commercial Vehicle Safety Alliance, Lynn, they're going to work with an organisation called Truckers Against Trafficking to educate motorists about the signs of human trafficking and to enforce laws that crack down on traffickers. I'm encouraged by this initiative. What about you? I'm completely encouraged by this, Chris. And also, when I started working on uh, issues of human trafficking, I like to say it shows me. I have never been trafficked and exploited in this manner. I just woke up a couple of years ago, turned to my husband and said, I'm becoming a warrior. Somebody has to do it. I didn't not I didn't know these things were happening in the United States. I thought it was, you know, Thailand and Philippines, all these faraway places. But that being said, the first organization that I researched that just came across my computer was TAT, which is Truckers Against Trafficking. It's this wonderful organization where they train every kind of person delivering, you know, here, the even the uh, UPS, you know, package delivery. Um, they're getting involved, uh, I believe, even with Amazon drivers. And I'll tell you why this is so important. They are the eyes and ears as they travel our country yeah. and they go to those truck stops. Because for human trafficking, one of the biggest things they do, Chris, is they move the people constantly to disorient them, to disorient them. So they'll be here for two days, move them somewhere else for three days. And traditionally, a lot of handoffs are done at truck stops. So they are doing tremendous work. They need to be given more credit and they are a fantastic organization. I urge everybody, Truckers Against Trafficking, every state has to get on board with them. And a lot of states have, Chris, but you know what? The media doesn't cover it. Mainstream right. media just doesn't want to talk about it. Well, they should, so, even though it may not, you know, bring in a, a, an audience because some people find it all too yucky. Well, we've got to forget about that. We've got to, we've got to take on these subjects and try and change the culture. And I think this army of truckers is an outstanding initiative. Now, one question I've always had about money that's gone into combat human trucking has involved the Deutsche Bank. Now, you might be able to shed some light on this. In late December, Deutsche Bank pledged nearly $5 million in funding to help combat human trafficking in New Mexico. But as I understand it, this is Jeffrey Epstein's former bank. So what do you think Deutsche Bank's real intention was? I think their intention was to put a little Band-Aid on the whole situation and then to say, OK, everybody, look, we did something. Right. 
let's talk about this. $5 million, yes, a lot of money. I think we can agree. That is a drop in the bucket, Chris, for, for human trafficking. Where's the accounting? I don't know exactly where that $5 million is going. It's going into combating human trafficking. Yes, that was one of Jeffrey Epstein's, one of his top banks. Um, yes, but where's the accounting? Because you know what? When I ask about a lot of accounting for different groups working on human trafficking, can't get the accounting. Where did can't the money the go? That's all we need to know, isn't it? You, you know, it, it's it's actually a very boring answer. People will say to me, why do these things happen? And with trafficking, I'll say there's a lot of money to be made. And then the answer for something like a Deutsche Bank, which actually is sitting almost across the street from, from where I am now, their world headquarters, and I have to look at it every day, and I'm reminded of Jeffrey Epstein and this drop in the bucket, they would really come out, Chris, if they really wanted to do something, they would do the major splash. It would be such a great PR even yep. for them with a real human trafficking program with real victims and survivors, a real educational program in the school systems, you know, something in that vein. And I'm not seeing that. I just heard $5 million and I don't know anything else. Yeah, exactly. I want to move to the West Coast. As of this year, a conviction for child trafficking will be classified as a serious felony in California, making it punishable as a strike under the state's three strikes law. This has got to make a difference, doesn't it? It's going to make a tremendous a difference. You know, here here's something we don't talk about enough. Again, it's that accountability issue. You know, it's always like an end demand issue. That's a little bit of a separate issue with all of this exploitation and trafficking, but it's also holding those accountable because right now, Chris, you know, we we don't talk about, you know, somebody'll get a slap on the wrist for doing this. There are horrendous trafficking cases of children, of babies, and I'm seeing them getting okay, 10 years. 20 years. No, we have to step it up. I was very surprised that California is the first state doing yep. something like this because their policies are usually completely the opposite to the yep. extent of they're letting sex offenders live in regular neighborhoods now. So I can't quite figure out why exactly they're doing this, which is good, but they're allowing other issues to slip under the radar, such as putting, you know, the state is paying for the state of California, paying for homes four or five thousand a month in very nice neighborhoods, rent for these sex offenders. Does that make any kind of sense? No. So let's see where this goes. Let's see if they're really going to prosecute and 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 stick to this, or is this just another sound bite, you know, to get a here, we're doing something. Because I find a lot of that, Chris, you know, where they put out these press releases, they put out, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. And I'll go back a week, a year later. Well, what happened to that? Nobody yeah. seems to know. No, it's just you know? a good corporate look. I want to take you to my country, Australia, where a story broke during the Christmas break. A leading child welfare expert in Australia, Professor Daryl Higgins, says alarm bells should be ringing at the number of children in contact with the child protection system. He says a fresh policy approach, prioritising prevention rather than protection is needed. Now, most countries need to work out what they want most, uh, prevention or protection. Is he on the money? Is he going down the right path with this? Completely down the right path. That was a very disturbing study because the adults in the study said 60% of them, they suffered some form of abuse growing up. Uh, men, almost 20%. The women were higher at a 40% in this study. It is about prevention. You see, Chris, all of these things, whether it's the border or it's this issue, 
can be fixed. There are solutions. But you know what? I came up with this conclusion. Of course, it's prevention. Money should be poured into prevention. Okay. You know what? It, people can't make money if we solve problems. It took me a long time to figure that out, Chris. It's like, oh, we have to keep the border. A lot of people, a lot of NGOs are making a lot of money. A lot of people are making money with that border. Now we've got all this human trafficking. We've got all this domestic violence. That study also cites domestic violence in there. You know, it intersects with human trafficking and sexual exploitation. There, are, it's Think of it like a big wheel with a lot of spokes, all of this exploitation. And I thought, wow, if we just poured the money and we also taught people, you know, Chris, we have to go back to like parenting classes and go back how to raise children, even though there is something called parental autonomy, because I think people just don't know how to do it. And these yeah, studies true. prove it. Look true. how high these stats are. People just don't know the basics. And it just, you think somebody abused as a child would not do it as an adult, but the studies, multiple studies show, they just keep repeating the cycle. We need prevention classes, prevention courses, parenting courses, not just, again, I keep using that word Band-Aid to keep, to keep it going. We need to stop it and intervene. Yeah, well said. One last topic and something completely different. In an op-ed on Tuesday, former Attorney General Bill Barr called efforts to push former President Donald Trump from primary ballots, doomed to legal failure. Now, given the momentum behind Trump and his huge lead in the polls in particular, do you see him being derailed by these incredible attempts by very biased Supreme Court state panels to take him off the ballot? Do you see all of this working for Trump as opposed to against him? I think there's no stopping Trump. This is my opinion. I think... Uh, he's just going to keep going, keep going. He's obviously going to be the nominee. Uh, he doesn't have any competition. However, after what we've all just lived through and we have seen, I don't believe, in my opinion, they'll ever allow Donald Trump to become president of the United States. Why? They need him around so they can fight with him every day and say he's doing this and doing that. I just read a headline an hour ago in red letters now, and I didn't research it yet, he's, during his presidency, he took all kinds of monies from China and foreign entities. You know, yeah. they just throw these things, Chris, all yeah, day long. It came out of a group of Democrats in Congress. They <laughs> thought, oh, here's, here's half mud. Uh, it's not wet yet, but it's dirt, so let's throw it. But you know what's scary about that, Chris? We have we have the internet. We have the computer for all the things I preach about in internet safety. We have so much information available to us for people to vet out resources. For instance, going on TNT, hearing different voices, hearing truth, you know, not so much of this propaganda. And people aren't doing it. There's a lot of resources available where people can, you know, talk to other people, listen to other people. And that's what scares me. They just listen to the the little, you know headline yeah. and they don't take it any further i think donald trump would i'd like him i wish chris he would be out even now i know we're, we're gearing up for this election and i think 2024 will be in america a very telling year certainly the most important year of my life and i think it's really almost an evil you know good versus evil i never used to talk like that chris this is what i'm beginning to believe in america witnessing the work i do children being abused this it cannot be sustained i think donald trump i'd like to see him out every day yeah he's in the lead 
Yep. You could do a five-minute video every day. Just put well, it out there. Content, and you, content. And, you know, Americans need to look at what happened in Colorado and look at what happened in Maine and look at what is probably going to develop in California and say enough is enough. If you want to vote for democracy in your country, well, whether you like him or not, you better use Donald Trump as your conduit. I have a simple question. I actually had somebody over the holidays. I didn't even know them, Chris. They walked up to me and she said to me, are you a Trumper? I, I just said I'm an American and walked away because I just don't answer you know questions like that. And um, were we better off you know, under the Trump administration? It really comes down to that. But as we know, Chris, people vote along party lines. Mm. What we have to do, there are a lot of people undecided. Okay, those are the people that we have to go after and sway them and show them, were you better off? Could you put, you know, gas in your car for much less money? What about the grocery store? It's so expensive. What about you go into a a, a, a drugstore chain? Everything's under lock and key now to get a yes. tube of toothpaste. Yeah. So those are the things you have to tell people about and get them, those undecideds, you know, and every day, like brainwash them about all of that. And also about the family and children. Are we yeah. better off? No, these crimes are escalating against children every day. It's a sad state, but we're going to fight it. We're warriors. Yeah. And part of fighting it is getting you on air and voicing your opinions on these issues, which is terrific to, to be able to do so today. Lynn Shaw, thank you very much. Have a great, productive 2024. Thank you, Chris. Thank you again to you and to TNT for allowing me to come on and talk about these critical and crucial topics. Thank you. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, Lynn Shaw, founder and president of Lynn's Warriors. I will take a break. I want to take your calls too. You can phone through from the US or Canada on 1-888-201-6425. From the UK, 033-0024-1026. And from Australia or New, Ze New Zealand, 1-800-670-310. And Alex Zaharoff-Royt coming up very shortly. He's about to get to the airport to go to Las Vegas for the CES Technology Summit which is big, big, big. He'll give us a preview of that event right after the break on TNT. It's been said that when someone you love has Parkinson's, you have Parkinson's. The truth is Parkinson's disease doesn't just affect the diagnosed. It affects everyone who supports and helps care for them. Worldwide, over 10 million people are living with Parkinson's, a neurological disease that affects movement. And with so many places to search for information, it can be difficult to know where to begin. The Parkinson's Foundation has answers. Answers for everyone in the fight. We can help you understand the disease, help you find expert care, give you tips for living a better life, share the latest research, help you find local support, and there's a free helpline you can call. Find your answers and join us in the fight against Parkinson's. To learn more, please go to parkinson.org or call 1-800-4PD-INFO. The Parkinson's Foundation. Better lives together. I'm Naheem Hines, professional football player and proud supporter of the Muscular Dystrophy Association. My mom was diagnosed with muscular dystrophy when I was 14, and I watched her struggle. But MDA helped her get the best treatments and care, and they also helped kids like my buddy Ethan. My name is Ethan, and I'm 12 years old. Thanks to the Muscular Dystrophy Association and people like you, I have more hope than ever before. 
From day one, they've treated me like family at my local care center. AMDA is the only one that funds over 150 care centers across the U.S. to help provide state-of-the-art care for adults and kids like me. For over 70 years, MDA has been transforming the lives of people living with muscular dystrophy, ALS, and other related neuromuscular diseases. They fund the research for breakthrough treatments, care, and cures. And MDA provides support to thousands of families like mine and Ethan's in communities like yours. Thanks to MDA, kids and adults can live life to its fullest. Join us and learn more at MDA.org today. The voice of a changing world, Chris Smith, on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Just before we get to Alexander Rothfreud to get a global view of what's happening in Las Vegas next week in a technological sense, let's go to Andrew, who's phoned through from Australia. Andrew, thank you for calling. Happy New Year to you. And you too. More in 24, Smitty. More in 24. Oh, I like that. I like it. More in 24. Yeah, Was that your original absolutely. creation? Absolutely. You can borrow it as long as you say, as Andrew said, as I once heard, <laughs> as I've always said. <laughs> Mate, uh, a little bit of an update on the uh, dog situation with Parliament House. Yes. I heard over the radio, I've been back to Parliament House three days in a row. I heard over the radio, I am a person of interest to the AFP. A person of interest? You're a suspect now, are you? I must be. I think we better FOIA request the hell out of that record, don't you? Wow. Mate, Canberra's so asleep, they didn't even have the 12 o'clock fireworks. Uh, And these people run our country? Yeah. You know... What do you expect? Mate, once upon a time, we elected smart, educated people not protected people from school to university to a, a parliament, parliamentarian's office to his position. Right? Once we had people who we elected that were smart enough to run parliamentary inquiries, now we're doing all these royal commissions. And I ask why? Mm. When the recommendations aren't honoured, why the hell are we investing you know, over $400 Billions. million? Yeah. Right? The Royal Commission into Institutional Responses Remember that? Julia Gillard was very particular. Institutional responses to childhood sexual abuse. And you were just interviewing a lovely lady from America talking about this exact issue. Now, into the institution's response. How sad that it wasn't into the actual abuse itself. Yeah, and, then we, and then come forward, 2023, we have the... Uh, Yes, vote, get defeated. We all voted no, thank God, praise God. Then Jacinda Price puts forward a Royal Commission into the abuse of the most vulnerable people in our most remote communities in this country. And those people who promoted the yes said no. Mm. Now, if this was protect and give a better quality of life to the Aboriginal people, the First Nations people, whatever you want to label them, why did they vote no? Yeah, correct. It's a question we've been asking ever since they did that. It is appalling that you can say publicly that you care for those who are being abused in Indigenous communities in Australia and don't put your hand up to vote for a Royal Commission to work out how to weed this stuff out. Listen, I've got Alex on the other line, Andrew. We will catch up to get an update on your situation with those who run Parliament House. But thank you very much for calling and enjoy 2024. My pleasure, brother, and you too, my friend. We've got to catch up for a meal soon, hey? Must. Good on you. Thank you very much for your call. Um, 
from TechAdvice.life, the one and only Alex Zaha Rothroyd is about to head off to the airport on his way to Las Vegas. Um, what are you in first class, Alex? I guess you would be, would you? Uh, if only. No, I look, I upgraded myself to an exit row seat so I could have, have a little bit more space, but that's about the extent of my luxuries. And that cost me 300 and something dollars, so it's not cheap to do it, but I'm very pleased to go. Yeah. Um, last week, Microsoft launched its new free Copilot AI app for Androids. And then three days, um, then three days, the free version for iPhones and iPads. So how does it compare to the paid chat GPT app that costs, what is it, about 20 bucks US a month? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Look, the free version of chat GPT has chat, the GPT 3.5 version. And yes, you have to pay 20 bucks US a month to get the more advanced ChatGPT 4, which can answer questions uh, you know, more uh, accurately, uh, with more depth and detail and, and, and faster. And the new Copilot app is actually powered by ChatGPT. Same technology, Microsoft has invested over 10 billion US dollars into OpenAI. They don't quite own it yet, but they certainly have a big uh, you know, their hands on that, that technology. And so the Copilot app, which is free, on Android and iOS gives you chat GPT for free of charge. And they say that you can do things like draft emails, compose stories or scripts, summarize complex texts. You can create images. You can talk to it. It talks back to you. I mean, it's like Siri, Alexa, or Google Assistant on steroids <laughs> that you can talk to. And it's like having C-3PO from Star Wars, it's a, a real robot you can have a, a conversation with. Wow. Um, yesterday, Microsoft announced another co-pilot AI feature, a new physical key on new Windows 11 laptop keyboards. What does the key do? It brings up the co-pilot app on the right-hand side of the screen in Windows 11. And so if you've ever used wow. ChatGPT or Bing Chat, that brings up the box where you can ask it anything. And look, instead of having to go through a bunch of 10 blue links like in Google, it starts giving you the answer. And it's giving you references to the web so that you know that the answer is legit and it hasn't made it up. And so this button, I mean, Microsoft had a button 30 years ago, the Windows key, the Windows flag yeah. on the left-hand side, which brought up the start menu. Well, this button will be on the right-hand side of the space bar. So on the other side, and when you tap it, it'll bring up that little chat GPT co-pilot window where you can ask it anything, upload pictures. It's more know, than so a button, things. though. It's more than a button. The fact that you are now got your own button on a keyboard is a symbol of what influence you are going to have on the world technologically into the future, isn't it? It is. It's the AI PC era. AI is now here. It's inescapable. Everyone's going to be using it. If you're not using it yet, try it out. You'll be amazed. It is so accurate. I mean, I ask it about you, I ask it about me, I ask it about all sorts of different things. And the results after this last year of incredible AI advancement are just mind-blowing. And this is just the beginning. It's only going to get better from here. Okay, let's um, talk about the link between SpaceX and our smartphones. Six of the 21 new Starlink satellites launched by Elon Musk's SpaceX uh, connect with unmodified existing smartphones on the ground. No extra satellite phones required. What will this mean for the, you know, the AT&Ts and the Vodafones and the Telstras of the world? Look, not a lot in the beginning. Both Optus and Telstra in Australia have done deals with Elon Musk's uh, Starlink to be able to use that connectivity to fill in black spots, to enable mobile calls over Wi-Fi. But the Starlink satellite means that it'll fill in those black spots in areas where currently it says 
SOS, no service. And that I've been in the US, I've been in different parts of Australia, and you're driving down the freeway, and suddenly you've got no connectivity yeah. whatsoever. And if there's an accident, you, you know, you got to wait till the next person comes along. So this is going to start filling in all those black spots. You will need line of sight to the sky, but you won't need a special phone. Your standard phone will work, and they will include data so you can get broadband eventually. And already anybody with a, an iPhone uh, 14 or 15 can get the emergency SOS satellites. We've seen this. This is now the next step. It's building it out. Look, and eventually this will be a competitor to AT&T and Telstra and O2 in the UK. You know, you, you will just have like an X mobile phone plan, but that's not for a few years yet. It takes a long time. Only six satellites are out there orbiting. And look, Amazon and other companies are launching satellites too. The age of ubiquitous communications is going to be even more incredible than it already is. Mm. Okay. So you're flying to Las Vegas tomorrow um, and we've got one of the most powerful tech conferences probably in the world every year. Um, what can you tell us about the kinds of things that will be unveiled? Look, AI is going to be the story of the show. Everyone's going to have an AI angle of some sort. There will be augmented reality and virtual reality headsets. There will be robots everywhere that you can converse to like you can with C-3PO, as we said before, because they will be powered by generative AI. I mean, LG is launching a robot. Uh, this is called a smart home artificial intelligence agent. Uh, it boasts robotic AI and multimodal technologies that enable it to move, learn, and comprehend and engage in complex conversations. So we're going to see this sci-fi you know, promise that we've had in, in movies for years finally start to come true. And, you know, as I said before, flying cars, there'll be home automation, cooking technologies, there's some sort of robotic wok that can cook your meal for you automatically. We'll be seeing all sorts of smart watches and accessories for phones, beauty products. The list is endless. Later today, I'll have an 80-page document from CES. They have a publication called CES Daily, and they've put out their pre-show document already that's showcasing a whole stack of stuff. And look, it'll be on the, the regular TV news. I'm sure it'll be on uh, with Matt Boylan talking about some of the, the cool stuff because it's, it's just going to be global news. And next week, of course, I'll be live actually from one of the uh, show floors, you'll see all this stuff in the background and I'll have plenty more things to tell you, but just expect your mind to be absolutely blown in 2024, not just on the news front, but the tech front, political front, every front. Okay. Now I've got a strict 30 seconds left, but in 11 days, Samsung is launching three new Galaxy S24 smartphones. Yes. It's going to be all about AI. There's uh, again, it's all about AI. And there are heaps of cool features. One of them is called Live Translate. So you're talking in one language, you're hearing it instantly translated into another. But uh, these phones, there'll be one that's titanium, but we'll know everything on January 17 and expect Samsung to really knock it out of the park as they try to fight against Google, Apple, and everybody else. Yeah, I'm sure they will. They don't sit back in these in, in these times. Alex, you have a, a safe travel. We're looking forward to your new show starting January 20. We'll talk about that a little later and we'll catch up next Wednesday, mate. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Bye-bye. There you go. Big technological start to the week and all obsessed with AI, of course, which, of course, we, we can't ignore. It'll be part of your life. I've got to run. Dean Mackett is next. We'll catch up at the same time tomorrow. This is Chris Smith.